Hi guys, welcome back to my Steps to Sobriety, my show on YouTube and as a podcast with me, your host, Stefan Neff. Another day, another fantastic day actually for an interview. I've got Rish Mitra here. Rish is beaming in from the United States and he is a rebel who hates labels and with that kind of attitude he is in a very powerful position to address the stigmas and the myths and the, all the things that are uh, relating to young men and not so young men uh, in our <laughs> in our perceptions uh, who we are how we drag our knuckles and we are men who never cry bullshit and for that i've got rich here rich welcome welcome to my show what introduction thank you thank you thank you so much so grateful so humble thank you i mean your mission is so important you going out there with a podcast and with your with your passion to address that lack of ability and the lack of willingness to accept emotions, regardless what they are, beyond "I am hungry," um, is 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 perfect. Okay, it is it is needed. We men need a wake up call, and your your actions and your your, your deeds are so important. How did you get onto that path, though? When was when did you realize in your own mind, hey, I need to do something here. I want to change the world. Wow. Um, so I get these questions, uh, you know, on a lot of my podcasts and stages, but the way you asked, it's, it's kind of, I literally have a little bit of uh, goosebumps here. <laughs> um, so the thing is, it's all, it all started like um, in, um, in July, um, you know, like a couple of years ago. And uh, first of all, I want to remind everyone to your audience that I'm a dad. That's how I identify myself. I'm an engineer, uh, nine to five. That's my full-time job. Uh, I used to identify myself as that. But uh, over the last two years, I realized that um, with all the journey that I had been, and uh, I'm a dad. I'm a dad of this beautiful soul um, who is going to turn three next month. And uh, he's my world, he's my why, and he is why I'm doing all this. And so uh, going back, uh, he was six months old. And, um, and it was around July and um, May, 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 May timeframe, May, June, July timeframe. And, um, you know, he called me Dada for the first time, first time. And I loved it, just like everyone else, right? But the difference was I was um, drunk. I was drunk. I could hear the words. I couldn't feel it. I could hear the words, but I can feel it. I felt numb. I felt most disgusted individual holding him and felt like I robbed myself of that experience that people talks about that your son, your kids, your daughter, first time calling you daddy, a dada in this instance, right? So the fact that I heard that, I loved it, I kissed him. Um, uh, that's when I knew that something needs to change. And uh, 
the reason I was there, um, I was already in a rocky marriage. I had been sexually abused as a kid. And I think everything was just a mix of, it's a mess. Because if we don't process our emotions and if we don't process our trauma, man, I mean, there just comes in like this ball and like holds it. And I tell you, it just blows up. One way or the other, it's going to come up. And it already happened a few months ago before that this happened where I was changing him. And one day, and suddenly I had this weird like chest pain and everything. And I I, I felt like I was having a heart attack and I, I just kneeled down and I like, what is going on here? It took me a week to realize talking to a therapist that uh, all my trauma of being sexually abused as a kid came up. All right, after 37 years, uh, I was 37, I'm 39 now. And uh, then all of this, and then I was kind of like drowning myself. I was just not, I don't want to, I didn't want to process these emotions. We, we are, uh, we men are very good at uh, self-sabotaging ourselves. We love it. Somehow we like, I don't want to process this. Why do we want to process this? Like we have drinks. You know why? Because uh, if you reach out to your friends and families, all they say, man up. Mm. This, this word, man up, it just, I call my friends and everyone basically said like, yeah, it'll be fine, Rish. You want to go grab a beer? I'm like, that's the last thing I need. Mm. But when you don't have a friend, who do you go back to? It's you. And if you yourself is broken, how are you going to work? Alcohol, substance abuse, cocaine, drugs, anything. But for me, um, fortunately, I do have to say that I didn't have to go to the end. My son stopped me. And I was going there. I was literally heading that route to be as, uh, by medical term, we call alcoholic. I was heavily dependent on alcohol for sure uh, to coping mechanism in the evening after work of when I come home to avoid that. But uh, I, I wasn't there. And thanks to him and that specific evening that I kind of took a step back and said something needs to change. Uh, this cannot happen. Like I, I just missed the biggest experience of my life. I heard it, I didn't feel it. So fast forward a few months, I started working on myself. I started going to uh, the best way I could always do. I'd always been a fitness person and uh, I joined CrossFit and I started working out uh, in the evening. That Those were my triggers. I realized where my triggers are. I would come home, I would have a, a problem as i said like i already had a rocky marriage and uh and then that's a way i would immediately i would reach for the bottle right and what i under what i did is i started going to crossfit in the evening that when the trigger was and then when you work out after that dopamine i mean geez mm -hmm. you don't feel like even grabbing the bottle so you feel like yes but what happened is i started getting physically fit right because you were constantly just putting all of those energies and negative just on those weights and everything. You're just killing yourself. And then come home and, and then you go to bed. 
again, you, I, I was just literally, so those were the steps, mm. the stepping stones to, for me to stop what I was doing, like literally kind of disrupt that behavior that I was into getting into. And then um, I realized one day that, um, you know, I had the resources and I have the intellect not to do some stupid stuff. Like I had suicidal thoughts. I had like a lot of stuff like, and those are such a stupid thought. Like, even when I was thinking, I was thinking like, this is how I will get attention. Mm. And these are so stupid thoughts, but no one teaches us. And one day I realized, like, I had the intellect, I had, I had, I have the resources to go to a counselor. There are people, there are dads, there are men who are going through this trauma and committing suicide and just going all the way in. There's no end in sight. And that's where the idea was born. I'm like, you know, I'm going to do something, not sure what it is. Um, to help men and dads who were going through this trauma and uh, raise awareness. Like, hey, you know what? Like I had gone through it. I am going through it. Let's help each other. Let's not, let's not be stuck in the stigma of man up and boys don't cry and don't throw like a girl. And we have created this society of these emotions, which are human emotions. And we have divided this as a gender-based emotions. Crying and anger and depression and sadness, these are human emotions. Why the hell are we talking about, no, boys don't need to cry. Why, why are we even saying it? It's 2020. And we have created the society and we are following the pattern and no one's talking about it. So that's how it all started. And now, you know, fast forward two years, um, I'm a single dad, he's turning three, and um, uh, I launched the podcast it's called Dads and Deadlifts. Um, the reason I chose deadlifts, uh, and again, there's a story behind it, is um, when I joined CrossFit, I used to be afraid of this workout deadlifts, right? Like you basically lift how many pounds you want, uh, put on the barbell and you just lift. And I used to be dead afraid of it. And uh, I, I, I would not go those days where those, that workout is programmed. One day I realized like the same thing, I am trying to better myself. The things we are avoiding the most, things we need to do the most. So I started going specifically when the deadlifts were done and I started getting the proper posture, proper coaching. And I got better and better and better at it. And then when this podcast launched, I'm like, what better way to name my podcast Dads and Deadlifts? I'm a dad. I, that's how I got the inspiration to help others. And Deadlifts was my anchor. Deadlifts would always be my anchor. I could see it like if I could, if I had done that, I can do anything that I was not good at. Everyone has an anchor. Some goes for painting and running and writing and poetry and all that. Deadlist was mine. And that's that's basically how the name came from. How cool is that? How cool is that? And I, I take my hat off. Wow. To have that insight and to recognize the sign that enough is enough. I don't know how many signs I would have had uh, 
day we're all being drowned out or dealt with resentment. Uh, how often did my wife, after she got sober, how often did she try to get me sober? And in nice ways and not so nice ways. What did I do? Nah, I sabotaged myself. I sabotaged our relationship. I hit. I uh, kept it all a secret. There's huge amounts of shame and guilt. All that. When I look back now, this is such a bizarre, bizarre world in mm -hmm. which I was suffering. And there was a tremendous amount of suffering, but it is, it's, it took an admission to rehab and take me out of my environment and show me ways of how to address my pain and show mm -hmm. me how to deal with, uh, um, force me to deal with my emotions rather than try to avoid them and work extra hard at work or um, maybe like you, going to the gym every hour of the day just in order not to drink but you were yeah. still not really dealing with the emotions. And right. that's, that's exactly that. So I needed to learn that. And I was, I'm so grateful that I had the opportunity uh, to actually be admitted to this hospital, uh, which was one of the best, best times in my life. One of the most painful times in my life, no doubt about that. Uh, but what these guys had shown me is a path out of my misery and mm -hmm. this path is so powerful and so beautiful no two ways around it and, and obviously you were in the in the in the position that you could actually draw upon resources so did you have you were saying you had seen a counselor so was that how, how did that feel to actually go to a counselor to a psychologist uh, did you, know, you feel did you feel hurdled there yourself? Did you have to somehow twist your own arm to go there? You know, I had been uh, always a person uh, very self analytical. Uh, it's just like I was fortunate enough to have that sort of insight just growing up. And uh, this, I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just saying that's just I had. And uh, once you kind of know that, hmm. I'd always been a self improvement nerd uh, from very beginning, and that was not new. So that kind of already, I had that going for me. Um, you know, with, with I have attended Tony Robbins seminar, I know, and all that <laughs> stuff, right? Like, so, so in that way, it was very easy for me to go and talk to someone. Yeah. Finally, and so no, I I didn't have to struggle too much, and this is where I say I'm very fortunate. Um, and at the same time, having said that, I also mention all the time. Uh, please remember, we all are different. Mm. We all have our, the way we grew up, the way we were, uh, we see things. And that doesn't mean someone is better than others. That doesn't mean mm. someone is worse than other. Uh, we are all here trying to navigate this thing called life and going through this and figuring things out. And I just was fortunate enough that I had that insight that I didn't have to go through the whole misery and through the whole thing, who knows what I would have done? I don't know. And uh, that's 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 the kind of the gist of it, really. No, so much so. And 
as I said, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Because now that you actually had dropped the alcohol out of your life and focused on yourself and your improvement in the gym allowed you to build up some self-worth, allowed mm -hmm. you to, to build up some, wow, I did that. Wow, look at me. Whoa. And that's something but that we love. That is that yeah. is something you build up like like an emotional bank account with yourself where you actually give in, give in, give in. You not always withdraw, withdraw. No, yes. so you're actually feeding a very healthy, beautiful person within yourself to become stronger whilst the other person is still there. But right. he, you're starving him of of what he needed and right. that is actually a really powerful thing so meanwhile you you're the not so nice wish was sort of wilting away inside whilst the other one was growing stronger right uh, I, I think like i i do want to uh talk about this a little bit more in um being very careful because like alcoholism is a problem and uh, no doubt about it. And the way I, I saw it is a little different than a lot of people. Um, uh, you know, as you said, like, you know, uh, you were admitted into rehab and like, this is like really serious problem. And I was fortunate enough that I didn't have to go all the way through to figure out. Um, so just to be very clear, like I still drink nowadays. I mean, here and there, but um, the reason is now I know that, I'm not dependent on anything. Mm. I have that control. Mm. Um, that's one. Two is when I started doing this, I call it micro wins. And I kind of like started doing this. I'm like every day, I don't need to do a big win. I don't need to attend. I can barely keep up. Let's just do one small thing. And that one small thing was enough. Just go to the gym, come mm. home. I didn't drink today done. I wasn't looking for five years. I wasn't looking for one year. I wasn't looking for 10 years. I was looking for that specific day. What happened with that micro win, Stefan, like we changed it because slowly and slowly from that day, I started becoming, I want to just be present at this moment. So what happened, it started grounding me. It made me more present. And once you're present, Man, that's the most beautiful thing. People talk about it, but once you live in it, <laughs> then you know, like, it's amazing. Yeah. And then you are making those cons conscious decisions moment by moment by moment by moment. And it starts stacking up. Huh. As you said, not so nice, Rish. Start, like, say, okay, I don't have any space here. Right? <laughs> so he's gone. Huh. Now, the way I do it now, like, yeah, I mean, I, I drink, I, I go out and social, but I know my trigger. So this is exactly what I do. When I get sad, when I'm depressed, when I'm angry, when I know there's stress in my work life, when I know that there are any sort of big load of emotions that's coming in my life, I make sure I do not touch any drinks. Because Perfect. that's when I know Perfect. it goes, the graph goes down. Mm. That's I associated that mm. with, I want to celebrate with someone. Let's have a toast. Done. But again, there's a limit, mm. right? You just go, don't go like, give me the bottle. Let's chug it. No. At 39, I'm past that. 
Plus, to be honest with you, I got to get up at 5.36 for that kid. <laughs> My body is like, dude, what are you doing? What did you do that? Exactly. exactly. So, so that's why I said, like, you know, who knows what I would have done if I wouldn't have been a dad. And that's been a blessing for sure. <laughs> and sometimes blessings come in the... Uh, in this case, very cute disguises. Uh, and sometimes there is, you need that moment in your life that brings you clarity and shows mm -hmm. you where you really want to go. And you For are on sure. the, but you need, you need to see that you're on the crossroads. Uh, many yeah. of us are, but we're still running around with blinkers and we don't really want to see where we are. And then when I, we when we actually recognize that we are there, then some of us still don't want to actually jump off the fence and want to go one way or the other because right. whilst it is painful where they are, uh, they know the devil they know. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's hard. And I, I say this all the time, Stefan, like uh, my biggest blessing came from my biggest mistakes. You know? <laughs> and, and that's that's actually true. Can may I go a little bit back? You were saying sure. that you uh, were not bad enough to go to a rehab hospital. May I rephrase that and say, yes. uh, what what a shame! What a shame that you didn't go. I didn't what, go. What a what a, a lost opportunity it was. Because yes. I have never learned so much about myself in such a short condensed time of four weeks. And if right. it, if it is if those people out there are afraid of, of seeking help and know that wow it is it's very hard in their environment to make mm -hmm. the necessary changes. Yes. Then to be taken out of there maybe toxic environment uh, and yes. being placed in a safe place where there is a big bubble and where yes. they do no longer need to chase the money, need to chase this, need to deal with that, but they are actually taken out of it. And now yes. they have time for a week to, to detox and then it's time to actually just talk about your emotion. I mean, for Absolutely. example, in, in rehab, we had every, every uh, 10 o'clock in the morning, we had emotions that was the most dreaded class uh ever because we were sitting in a circle uh, the rules were no sunglasses no hats nothing in your hands uh nothing where you can hide behind and then the instructor would just sit there wouldn't say a bloody word and just see what is happening and it would become it becomes so painful, the silence, that someone would speak up and would speak up about his or her emotions or maybe address a grievance with another guy or girl within the group. And within five, ten minutes, my goodness, the emotions came out and we were discussing things and we people were feeling things, mm -hmm. dealing with the feelings. So all these kind of things... This is incredibly hard to do when you're yes. still stuck at home. We, we with the best with the best intention because remember going back to Tony Robbins. Here you were right. infused self de uh, self development, all that. I, there's probably not a, a, a Tony Robbins product that I haven't got in my bedroom. I was still <laughs> drinking like a fish. Okay, exactly. I was still not whilst whilst my conscious mind was was oh yeah 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 we do that. 
And then the reptilian yeah. brain, oh, no, 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 we don't do that. Right, yes, <laughs> so, yes. It's the important bit. So sometimes looking at uh, four weeks away in which you do in-depth growth is such mm -hmm. a head start. So I, yeah. I wanted to, to speak Absolutely. positive about, about it. So if anyone is out there who has right. doubts, it might actually be a good idea to take yourself out of your current environment, go somewhere right. where maybe no one knows you in another town, etc., and and look after yourself it no i really well. i i completely agree because i i talk to people now and they have said the same thing and i do have to say that their your environment defines your actions mm -hmm. right and for me i had that opportunity to isolate myself for that transformation Beautiful. there are people that didn't have that mm, exactly that because that isolation is needed. Mm. And I do want to remind your audience for everyone that having said that, I really want to make sure you understand that always reach out for the right help. Mm. Because just because one person, the, everyone's story is different. Everyone's journey is different. I had that opportunity to absolute isolation. I had that opportunity to make that conscious decision that today from like, I will be doing this with a specific purpose and intent. And at this specific time, at this specific location. So I had that uh, opportunity to do that. There are people who doesn't. So I wanna make sure everyone understand this, that no, not not and reaching out and getting help. That's the end result that you want. Absolutely, and and that help will come in different uh, ways in different places Absolutely. around this world. There might not be yes. a rehab close to you. There might not right. be. Uh, it might not be your friend, your family, etc. No. And and probably oh, I lost so many friends and families just <laughs> through this journey. I had to cut them off. I had to cut them off for my own yeah. good. Oh, absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. And then you ask yourself, well, were these really friends or were they just drinking buddies or drinking partners or right. people that that were codependent on you and you you were feeding them, they were feeding you. And now that yes. you actually suddenly stood on your own on two feet and they were sort of lost there and they, they hate that. The people right. around oh. you hate that because mm -hmm. they they had surrounded themselves with people who were drinking too much. Yes. Or mm -hmm. using or whose uh, coping strategies were not so great. And because they were surrounded with them, therefore it was, see, it's normal. Everyone does it. The moment right. you stand out and say, well, actually, yeah, I don't want to no. play that game anymore. Uh, right. That is a threat to them because they know deep inside that probably what they're doing is not right. So, right. and it's that that thing. So, yes, uh, oh yeah, I hear exactly what you're saying. <laughs> and and the new friends come in all shapes mm. and colors, isn't it? And it's weird. Yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, go ahead. No, you first. Ladies oh, first. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the thing is. You talk about new friends, like it's amazing. Right now, I'm talking to you on a podcast, like thousand miles away. 
like, I consider you as a friend. I consider everyone I talk to, either on my platform or going on someone's platform, raising awareness, coming together as a community, helping people and serving others through our pain, mm. that we found that purpose through that pain, that, and coming together, that's this community, that's these new friends, that's these new challenges we are all together taking on and helping someone else saying, hey, we have been there. You can also do this. It's okay. You're not alone. And you guys are not alone, are they? This no. One in three have got chemical addictions. One in two, around about thereabouts, drink far too much. And yeah. guess what? 95% of those who drink far too much are utterly convinced that there's nothing wrong with them. So denial is actually a key part of being an alcoholic. Or if you don't like the word alcoholic, that you maybe you feel that you're not quite addicted, a gray zone drinker, however you want to feel it. The sheer fact that you're thinking that you're in the gray zone means probably that you're drinking too much. Okay, right. so let's, let's not be, be, be pulling the wool over our eyes here. Right. You need to recognize first that you're in trouble. And may I say, the sheer fact that you're listening to that podcast and the sheer fact that you've tuned into that YouTube channel, there might be something there, okay? <laughs> just just <laughs> yes. believe me, believe me, friend, believe me. <laughs> and it's good, it's good. That means that actually your brain has started searching for solutions. And yes. the message again and again and again will be in human connection. And it will be you talking to someone. And with that, I don't, yeah, I mean, it's great to, to, to listen to us talking and hearing the messages. But it's really you needing to talk to someone who knows what they're doing. So there are life coaches out there. There are um, psychologists, psychiatrists, yes. your GP or your family physician. Uh, those people who have looked after you from a medical point of view, they are often very, very good in knowing what are the opportunities around you. And often enough, it's really important to rule out first some things that might have developed within your body, like uh, different vitamin deficiencies or that your thyroid is no longer working so well, things like that, right. which then actually manifest themselves as depression, as low mood, uh, right. etc. So there are things that your GP can help you with. They will help you with a detox when you have been drinking quite a lot. Then you probably need special vitamins, etc., that you have literally stripped yourself bare of with using the alcohol. So a doctor is, is often quite a good starting point and, and because he or she can then guide you what resources are available. Sometimes it's a bit hard to know what is directly around you because you have never looked at it. Yeah. So number one. Number two is, I mean, there are so many beautiful resources that now are available via Zoom and via the internet, um, things like the, the AA meetings, and there are secular AA meetings, there are AA meetings for LGBT, there is this, I mean, whatever niche you fall in uh, or you associate yourself with, you can find 
either an AA meeting or smart recovery or women in recovery, life ring. There are so many, many places out there where people come together that have been in trouble, that have drunk far too much, and now have learned to sort their, their head out and have developed cool new coping strategies to deal with the negative emotions. Exactly as you were saying it, Rich, it is this, this the negative emotions, they are there. They, you mm -hmm. can't just drink them away. They, these critters oh. can swim, okay? They oh, don't hit, don't drown them. As is, I tried, I tried. And no, this is, you can look at- They all tried, yes. Yeah, shit, yeah. And you can look at how, however many bottles on the bottom. No, there is no solution for your problems. Rather, if you actually move that bottle out of, the, out of sight and actually look in the mirror and then ask the universe or ask God or whatever, ask the right questions. How do I- get to where I want to be. Uh, and this, mm -hmm. this will change, obviously, over your course of recovery. But how do I get there? Not why me, why me, or poor me, right. poor me, poor me, another one. No, yeah. it is, okay, shit has happened. Right. How do I get out of it? And that's where probably people like us come in, because here you are on your show, Rish. You're, you're talking specifically about these things from a, from a man's point of view and dad's mm -hmm. point of view. Um, so that's fantastic. Now, some girls might say, well, that's clearly not my thing. Well, guess what? For you, girls, there are so many other shows out there. Mm -hmm. um, so you can't really say nowadays, oh, there is no one out there to help me. There mm -hmm. is, people fall over themselves if they knew that you are in trouble. Yeah. The key thing though is you need to A, realize that yourself, and then you need to tear down a little bit the masks in front of you and actually show the true you and have, have the balls to say, to, to have the balls to be a man, to speak mm -hmm. up and say, I'm not okay. That's yeah. a real man, that's a real leader, that's a real someone we look up to. Right. That is, you hiding your problems and trying to drown them, that makes you weak. That yes. is not a man, if we want to talk in stereotypes. So, yes. no, it is, you have got, there's so much help out there. Please, 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 please. Believe me, just, just if you're in trouble, just pick up that phone. There are helplines out there, especially if you're if there are some really dodgy thoughts coming into your head. The the oh, it's not worthwhile. Uh, you know, they are better off without me. All that. Yes. One in ten people will have suicidal thoughts mm -hmm. at some stage in their life. It's actually not yes. so uncommon. Yeah. By no means does that mean that they are right, these, these faults, that they make sense. This is just your, your there's just some garbage boiling up on, on, on top. And it is, yeah. Hmm. What I want to say is there is help out there, guys. Yes. Now, Rish, uh, it's wow. Rish, tell and me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to add that to, uh, yeah. to that, what you said. It's absolutely everything you said. Like, I'm going to add one more thing to that. It's just not negative emotions. Um, guys, whoever is listening, you need to realize something that you also need to be aware of. And this is exactly, uh, I, I kind of like talk about like breaking the stigma. 
the society have created this. You see all these advertisements, you see all these uh, magazine covers like a real man, like with a suit and tie and holding a glass. That is not a definition of real men. We as a society have yeah. created this stigma. Right. We have society have created this portrayal of a man mm. of you have to be a man to have a glass mm. in one and a cigar or cigarette, right? So the thing is, if that's what you think, you really need to reevaluate <laughs> your circle. Your social circle is so, so, so important. If your social circle is telling you that this is how you should look as a man, I say you should reevaluate. You should ask twice, like, do I really need to have a drink to be cool and to be seen as a man? That's a huge part of it. That's one. The other side of it, Alcoholism, any sort of substance abuse, is also a result of a lot of the stigma that we have created throughout. Man up, boys don't cry. And guess what? We are teaching our young generation, we're teaching our next generation to bottle up all the emotions we cannot say it to anyone. And again, the same thing, what we are going to fall for it at, at some time, bottles, sometimes substance, anything. So we also have to acknowledge that and for the next generation. And it's just not for men. I Yes, I talk about men because men, women, you guys are so ahead of us in that way. You guys can talk. <laughs> you guys can actually express your emotions. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And we are just wearing this mask. Like, this is me. I'm the big man. Like, I don't have any emotions. Like, and then inside you're crying. Your, your little boy oh, is like, is. let me out. Hell let is. me out. Stop drowning me. Right? And yeah, so true. If we, if we work on us, you are also working. It's a puzzle, right? It's not men and women. I mean, it's a men and women. It's not men or women. So we have to also remember that because all of this comes together and all this negative side effects, if you don't work on us and yourself, all you're gonna see is domestic violence, absent fathers, suicide, depression, anxiety, mass shooting. Every one of mass shootings in the whole world in the United States are men. <laughs> okay. Think about that for a minute. Yep. We are taking it out mm. on that. Like we are being reactive we are not being proactive as a society i think it's time for us for our next generation as a legacy of men we need mm. to break this cycle and teach our sons mm. teach our kids mm. to understand that you know what you can cry it's okay mm. you can be vulnerable it's okay mm. you have emotions those are human emotions mm. you can cry mm. you can be depressed you can be sad so it's you're so 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 right i actually challenge you guys out there in a different way I want to introduce you to social engineering because there is a lot to be said about other people forming your opinion. Let's be quite clear. Not too long ago, uh, it was the, the real picture of a man was to wear a black uniform, have your hand sort of right up there and be a real man. That was cool, that was in, that was the way to be. Women looked up to that. We know where that ended up. 
and it was not clever, was it? Yet the social engineering, wow, that's, that's a real man. The same shit is happening today. If you were to take the alcohol industry and you look at the, the biggest alcohol producers, uh, if you have 10 of the biggest alcohol producers, put them together, they have got the same power, purchasing power, as something like, like 50 countries in the world. If you look at uh, the Capitol Hill in Washington, if you look at influencers there, lobbyists, etc., for every uh, what is this? for every two senators, there is one alcohol representative on the Hill. So you're. I don't know that. What you are thinking as far as, hey, of course, this is my choice. Bullshit. Absolute bullshit is not your choice. You are manipulated left, right, and center. If you watch Netflix, um, then you know that there are no advertisements for alcohol. Yet, someone actually analyzed uh, Netflix and the competitors and looked at how many times you see someone drinking alcohol or using alcohol, etc. On average, every 3.5 minutes, someone is drinking alcohol. Now, you could say, no, that's just, you know, because that's in a film, who cares? But it's quite interesting that in Netflix, there is a certain brand of whiskey uh, that is being mentioned there and that whiskey is nowhere else in other in other like lightroom etc is not appearing there and vice versa there are certain beers that only ever uh, appear in the other group of things regardless regardless what is shown it doesn't doesn't matter uh, we are being engineered yes we are being mm -hmm. manipulated it is it is virtually impossible to avoid the subliminal messaging that you get fed in. These right. are people who want to make money out of you. They don't give a fuck if you're right. sick or not. This is, and it is constantly there, constant, constant, constant. Be aware of that. Be aware of that. There was, there was my peer, uh, the, the, the guy after the rehab hospital recently told me uh, a, story of this um oh, what do you call him uh, he's a landscaper um and he kept his nose clean he was 15 years he was he was clean no alcohol and hit this particular job let him pass that one bottle shop again and again and again so for a week 10 days he drove to that one job to do the landscaping and came home and then one day he stopped and went in there and bought himself a bottle after 15 years. Three weeks later, he was dead of alcohol poisoning um, because it went straight down the slippery slope in a pace that was unmanageable and he was dead. That is the power because you see these subliminal messages. Mm -hmm. How many bottle shops are there? Uh, I don't know if you call them bottle shops over there, uh, liquor, liquor outlets. Similar, li yeah. liquor store. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there is basically shitloads, shitloads, shitloads everywhere here. Um, certainly and often enough in the poorer uh, areas of our towns, uh, it is so prevalent. So I really want to want to spell that out. It is so hard sometimes to get your head clear when you're bombarded with the, yes. those subliminal messages. So be aware of that. You are being set up to fail. 
by very powerful and rich advertising companies who are very, very clever in what they are doing. Right. So big, big, big message out there. Oh, for sure. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. I agree. I mean, like uh, my, my question to everyone is like, uh, if, you, if you look back back in the day, like we talked about Phil Morris, like uh, the cigarette companies like Marlboro and all that, right? Like we made a huge deal and uh, they're still, they're still uh, big, big, big donors for all these uh, political parties and all that. The same way it's going for alcohol. Like how long, if we really want let me ask everyone this question. Like, and I ask this openly challenge, of course, nothing's gonna change, but how long will it take if someone at the top helm of any country and all the leaders of every country said, you know what, we'll stop this. It'll stop because if we can stop anything that includes nowadays child laborers, it stopped most of the countries. Third world countries is still there. But if their effort, if their actual purpose to it, you can stop it, but it won't. That's exactly what Stefan is saying. Like, it's so deep rooted. We in day-to-day life don't pay attention to this. Mm. It's there. It's just part of life. Yeah, I could just go and have fun. We need this. Do you really need alcohol to have fun? Or do you really (laughs) need connection to have fun? Thank you. Thank you. If that's you exactly. don't look in your emotions, that's why we are drowning ourselves, <laughs> right? Like we are just trying to get this, like, maybe I'll get a buzz and it's easy for me to connect and maybe yeah. I'll do this. <laughs> Where is the connection? Exactly. You don't need it. Let it go. <laughs> Let it go and you will see you can still connect. Exactly. Exactly right. Oh, please. Rish, uh, your your message is so important and it is so wonderful that there are people like you who are specifically targeting men and uh, trying to rattle their cage and make them see that there are alternatives to the way they have been coping and the way they have been restricting themselves to a certain set of feelings based upon a societal norm that has not really got any sense that doesn't really doesn't really hold true holds a purpose in nowadays lives i would i like to make an example or a point there is often this fear that alcoholism is genetic and we know that there are certainly uh, there are 50 plus genes out there that make it more likely for you mm-hmm. to be an alcoholic so if your daddy and mummy has been drinking heavily then there's a chance that you will be more likely to be to be drinking right having said that here i am i have for sure handed down my gen- my genes to my boys what I have also done is I have been down and out and I've got my shit together. So now I model how life can be without alcohol. I model how to talk about emotions. I model by how to deal with negative emotions by spelling them out, how to deal with resentment of actually addressing what is really going on of mindfulness stepping out and actually saying, well, is that really 
this person who behaves like an ass or is it my perception that he somehow triggers me uh, or triggers something in my past that makes yes. me now angry, those kind of things. And I'm spelling them out. I'm actually, when, when we are in, in a funny situation, we, I'm, I'm spelling things out as they sort of happen. And with that, my wife and I, it's virtually impossible for us to row. It's impossible for us to fight because she has learned the same techniques. And whenever one of us wants to go, then the other's saying, hmm, have you had some lunch? Shall we, shall we rehydrate? Hey, what, what's, what's really going on? And what's really worrying you? And boom, suddenly that row is gone. That, that fight is gone because she is actually just gently pulling my mask down and say, hey, look how you're right. And, right. you know, it's beautiful. So these are the things. So whilst there's a genetic predisposition, it's also we as dads can model mm -hmm. to our children, yes, okay, this is maybe you you screaming and, and hitting the wall and making a dent in it. Uh, yeah, that's one way you can do it. Or you can actually do another approach. And okay. that is our, our choice. That's our choice. Personally, I also feel it's our duty as dads to get our shit together so that we can model it for the next generation and for other dads around us. So yes. we have got this unique possibility of, of changing the world. Yes. It sounds stupid, sounds corny, and you think, oh, well, I'm one man. How can I change the world? You change the world by being a model of integrity, living authentically, of yes. showing self-love. And that means accepting your, your failures and turning right. them into the strengths, accepting your weaknesses and working on them. This is There is so much that we can do, and by doing it, in a transparent way, you are a leader. That's right. a real man. That's someone who is winning. Even if he is on down out on the floor, you're still winning because right. it's your it's your honesty, it's your humility that everyone will see and say, Wow, wow. Right. So So this is something like, you know, I mean you said it already, and I, I talk about this all the time is um you know, genetics. Yes, it's there. I get it. But that's out of my control. I cannot control it. Let's control what I can. So one of the things I do, I never drink when I get my son. When my son is at my place, I don't even touch alcohol. Mm. It can be the biggest party in my life. I won't drink. Mm. I can do what I can control. Mm. Now, externally, maybe he will eventually when he grow up. That's out of my control. But can I give him the tools? Yes, mm. I can. And you can. Mm -hmm. uh, just like, as you said, like, you know, it's on us. And one of the biggest thing I also talk about for the, for the, for dads, especially for men that our kids don't tell them to be happy, be happy. Don't tell them to be fit, be fit. Don't tell them to <laughs> listen, listen. Right. So take the action, your actions. They're really following you. The kids are very observant. Oh yeah. They're following you. Like what you're doing. Yep. So don't just tell them to do something and you're not doing it. Then you're really not a role model. You're just there and they're, you're adding to their confusion. So yeah. take that control, what you have. There are things that you cannot control. For example, COVID, we 
you cannot control COVID. Like, okay, fine, whatever the thing is happening, you cannot control it. But all you can control is your actions, everyday repetitive actions and consistency. And that's all they need. They can see you and like, oh, okay, sure. And then when they grow up, and they might come and ask you something because one of my friends were having this, it was like, hold on a minute, how long would you gonna continue this? Like you don't drink when he's with you. I'm like, okay, so it's just part of my routine. I don't even worry about it. I don't even think twice about it. He comes to my place, no matter what. I mean, one, by the way, I, I don't drink at home. Like I, I unless it's like gathering, right? Social gathering. I'm like, why? It's like, okay, so are you, will he question you when he grows up? I'm like, question me what? That, oh, da- dad, you drink, but you not, you're trying to hide it from me. I'm like, no, my thing would be no. I was trying to show you yeah. what you should do with your kid. Beautiful. Beautiful. And my friend was like, that's stupid. I'm like, this is why we should do it more. Because <laughs> men like you are still there. <laughs> Whoa, good. <laughs> you know, because I think this is one thing that, you know, like the once you get that daddy instinct going, you're a papa bear. And for my yeah. kid, for the next generation... All of us needs to understand this, that yeah. this whole thing about alcoholism and abuse and substance abuse and drinking and anything for that matter. If you wanna put your kids up for success, you gotta first model it yourself. You cannot just ask someone to do it and you're not doing it. Imagine you hire a fitness coach, right? And he's like, go, go run around the track for 15 minutes and he's standing there like eating McDonald's. You'll be like, oh, what? <laughs> You won't, you won't even care that guy. What, what do you expect from your kid? Sure. Exactly so, right. Exactly right. You got to model your actions. Simple as that. I mean, it's at the end of the day, it comes down to actions. So, And for that, you need to know which actions to take in the sense right. of where to go. What is your direction? You need to, yeah. to hold a mirror in front of your face, guys, and see where are you at now. And... Yes. Uh, that's an honest inventory, okay, yes. with your strengths, your weaknesses, etc. And for that, you really you need to do that with someone who who can guide you. Uh, having said that, having said that, I've, I've written a book, My Steps to Sobriety, and in there, I'm giving you heaps and heaps of action plans. And so, if you're if you are at a point that you say, "Wow, yes, I actually know I need to get my act together." But where do I start? You could do far worse than, than going here. And we are soon this month we're coming out with a workbook uh, that goes along with that so that you actually can uh, literally work through uh, a series of 100 plus uh, exercises in which my questions help you explore yourself and the answers that you put down on paper will then be such a powerful head start when you then explore them with a psychologist, with a, uh, a health coach, uh, a life coach, things like that. It, or with your sponsor, if you decide to go uh, through an AA system, it is, it is, you, are, you are miles ahead of, your, of the other competitors who are only just starting out, who haven't even started scratching on the surface. You've already done some of the work, and that is the beautiful thing. Because right. it is work that you need to do. 
You need to oh, yeah. work on yourself. <laughs> I like the mini wins that you call them. I call them micro mm-hmm. habits. Uh, uh, same yes. thing. You need to do those okay. little bits. And every day, every second gives you the choice. And celebrate. Like, I mean, I, I yes. cannot stress it enough. People are like, yes, I did this. I'm like, okay, so why are you so serious if you yeah. just did this? Like, yeah. celebrate, man. And people are like, why are you so happy? I'm like, why shouldn't we be happy? Exactly. Like, seriously. Like, come exactly. on, exactly. are you, are you like, as Tony Robbins said, like I, you listen to Tony Robbins and I, I really hold that to me. Like I tell my son, that's his morning routine. He's three, he's three years old. He wakes up. I said, like, put your heart, put your hand on your heart. Say, thank you, heart. Cause you woke up today, dude, be happy. There are people who didn't get to see today. <laughs> so, so true. What are you complaining about? So true. So true. So, uh, Rish, you're a great guy. Uh, you're, I, I love to see a passion. I love to see a mission. And there are, it's so important that we get your message out there because every man needs to hear that. And actually, no, everyone, no exceptions. That is, that's, we need to rattle the cages of those around us and say, hey, uh, really is that really yes. how you want to model yourself and yes. yeah no i i could not agree more rish if, if people want to know more about you how can they find you where um, where is so your where do you hang out i hang out on social media for sure and my mm-hmm. podcast on itunes and spotify every major platform it's called dads and deadlifts and uh, season two is coming. I, I have 16 episodes on season one, and I'm uh, starting my season two uh, next week. And uh, my social media on Facebook and Instagram, again, Dads and Deadlifts. And uh, I'm working on my website. My book's coming out next year, uh, oh, Man Up, Redefine the Word. And uh, I just uh, got certification as of today, right before I joined your podcast that uh, my foundation, uh, Dads and Deadlifts Foundation, uh, yeah. had been accepted. Uh, so it's legal. Uh, and there will be a lot <laughs> of events, a lot of work in progress for oh, beautiful. young boys and young men uh, and work with them and show them uh, that uh, there are positive things that you can look for except uh, just uh, going for something that is not going to help you in real life in long term. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. I'm so pleased for you. And guys, look down there in the description of the podcast and of the YouTube uh, video because I will have Davis the uh, links to reach so you can reach out to him and have a little bit of a closer look what he is doing for a man. Uh, but you don't have to be a man to learn from these messages. No. Sometimes women's heads are not screwed on so well either um yes yes, you girls don't want to know about that but it is um and whilst you are more willing to talk about it it's still it's the same issues that there's still these 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 myths these taboos these disbeliefs there's there's so much going on in all of our heads that's holding us back and if you can just get that little bit of an insight uh to actually say huh now I understand why I respond like that, etc. What a breakthrough. What yes. a great thing. So don't, don't take anything for granted, uh, except where you are right now as a starting position, regardless how far you have come. And think, well, 
where can I go from here? Is that really all? Am I as good as I can be? Or is there maybe a new, a new path that is waiting for you to develop yourself and you become stronger, happier, uh, more beautiful, more magnificent in your own life. So where you run around with a smile that's, that's in its own way intoxicating and you spread the light to others. How cool is that? So yes. now go out there, guys, and, and make this, this life worthwhile living. And if it's worthwhile living, it's worthwhile recording, write things mm -hmm. down. And who knows, maybe you become a co-author with me or with, with Rich and, and who knows? Let's, 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 let's make this a better world. Who says right. we can't? Here, here we are. And, and to come on, so let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. Exactly. No, and, I'm, and I'm gonna end this with one thing, guys. Uh, whoever is listening, again, as Stefan said, and I say in my podcast and everywhere, like you are not alone. Mm -hmm. And in another way, I also say, people who like to self pity and think like, "Oh, poor me," you're not special, dude. We all have been there. No one's special. Okay, just so you know. You are not the only one who is going through this. There are people who went through this and there are people who is out there for you, rooting for you. Mm. And please reach out, have that one person, whoever you feel like that can challenge you, have yeah. them on your speed dial and call them up. Like, tell me one reason why I don't suck because I need it today. <laughs> right. Tell me one reason why I don't suck. I and love it. Just, just remember that. That reach out. That's all we can say. Reach out. Mm -hmm. There are helps out there. The podcasts, the books, everything. There are resources. We have no excuses. We cannot hide behind any excuses anymore. So please remember that. We all are here for you guys. Please reach out. And remember, again, you are not alone. I couldn't have said it better, Rish. Rich, thank you so much for coming onto my show. Uh, it was a great, great uh, discussion. Great, great. Uh, it's it's always so nice to see someone with a passion, and it it reinforces for me that that I'm not an imposter. That I'm not uh, all these little voices there. Why are you doing that? Who do you think you are? When I see you, when I see what passion comes out of me in response to your passion. Bloody hell, as is as life. That's pure life. So absolutely uh, thank you very much, Rich. And you thank guys you for having me. Appreciate absolute it. pleasure. And you guys out there, look after yourself. Make this day a day to remember by making those little micro wins, by making those little uh, the, the, the mini wins, the micro habits that you want to change and introduce. Have fun and look after yourself. Bye. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks, Stefan, for having me. And remember to breathe, 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 <laughs> and breathe.